of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome back in the morning, hookup. Will Wilson in the Mac. Henry T. Buchanan. T, what's up? What's up, my man? What's up, Bill? What's happening, Will? Man, how y'all fellas doing, bro? We're, We're good. good, man. We're good. Hey, by the way, I, I, this just came across. Uh, I just saw an alert on CBS. Uh, Big Ten Commission Kevin Warren to be named the next Bears president and will lead the Big Ten. He's taking the job. I, I saw that. I, I, they, they mentioned that last week, uh, over the weekend, and I saw that, and I was kind of stunned, but not stunned, because he's in the Big Ten country. The Bears are in the Big Ten country, so, and I, I'm assuming he might live in Chicago. I don't know, but, <laughs> but you know, good for him. Woo. You know, and, and you know what though, fellas, the uh, change is good. You know, yep. get a different voice, a different opinion, a different uh, way of doing things, and it's not that it's not all bad. You know, because you get so consumed in doing the things the same way each and every year, and and without flexibility. You know, not to say he didn't have flexibility, but I think it's good for the Big Ten, and especially with UCLA and USC coming to the conference in 2024. So, man, I you know, hey, it's nothing but excitement, man. I you know, I'm pretty fired up, but it'd be interesting to see what the next commissioner is going to be. You know, because you know, wasn't Ed Stewart part of the assistant uh, commissioner at, for the Big 12 for a while. Yep, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, hopefully his name would get dropped in there, and hey, wouldn't that be something? And I think Ed is from Chicago, actually. Yep. I think he is, yeah. Absolutely. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, so I, I yeah, that would be a lot to dive into uh, some other time, but I think Kevin Oh, Warren, absolutely. When, when you mentioned it, man. I, I know. You know I'm, like, glad, I, no, I'm glad you did, because it just popped up, because I there's so much more conversation around Kevin Warren, especially locally. There are people like, good, he's gone. But I think that's a big loss. I think it's a huge yeah. loss uh, from what oh, he's yeah. done. Oh, absolutely. I mean, look at what he's done for the Big Ten. Yep. You know, you know, even bringing us in, I think he was a commissioner when we came in, Maryland. I mean, you know, with all these schools, even was I don't think he was there when Penn State came to the Big Ten. No, but, no that was, yeah. uh, what's his name, the other guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> the other guy. So I, <laughs> <laughs> that's what they but say I about think, me around hey, town, the other hey, guy. Hey, that the guy. Other guy. Hey, what? What way to leave it bringing in UCLA and USC from a football and basketball perspective and all the other sports, yeah. women and men, yeah. women's sports. I mean, you name it, man. I mean, I mean, so we can step it up a notch, you know, and uh, we are the conference, you know, mm-hmm. we are, we are the mega conference, you know, I love the SEC. They got a, and this is all about the big 10. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, T let's, let's, let's just dive in. Oh, absolutely. Uh, my goodness. Uh, we'll go back. So, my, yeah. The conversation you and I have been texting a lot over the last day or so about Nebraska basketball. Um yeah. my let's just go back. Let's go back. We haven't talked since in the Minnesota game. Yeah. Minnesota. You got yeah. a team that went on the road. And Minnesota mm-hmm. is a, I don't care. You know this. You go play on the road, it's tough to go get wins on the road. If you're not ready, 
You're not geared up to go on the road. They have a hard-fought victory on the road against Minnesota. Talk about that one first, because then we can contrast what happens every time after Nebraska wins a basketball game. Yeah, well, there's a couple of things there, but you know, but but let's give hats off to Ben Johnson. You know, he's yes. a former assistant under Tim Miles for a year, and uh, you know, and a great up and coming young coach. And I think he's going to turn that program around. And not to say that Ricky, great job. Look at what he's doing in New Mexico. But I, I think uh, we were just on all cylinders in that game, uh, and you know, you know, from 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 defensively the. I mean, defensively, I mean, when Nebraska's playing at the top of their game, you know, we already shown that with Purdue. And unfortunately, uh, Purdue coming up tomorrow, but um, at Purdue, but but still, you know, the number two, three team in the country, we've proven that we can play with anyone. Uh, but unfortunately, what happens sometimes, fellas, is that, you know, we sometimes we start feeling ourselves a little bit, you know, after that win, and and you come home, and Illinois was definitely a, a winnable game, and and um, and it's just, I, you know, I talked to uh, talked about, you know, the performance, and you know, and and I finally uh, sent that group chat, matter of fact, to all the former players, and I didn't realize you can only get twenty per. <laughs> For for uh, <laughs> so I had to do a couple of them and uh, and you know got some inter- interesting comments and uh, but but for the, you know with this team I mean they they can play great um, at times uh, especially at home man we we can't play the way we did last I mean the other night Illinois definitely was a, a team that we should have beat, especially at home. We got to protect home. We stole the Minnesota game. Well, not even say that we beat Minnesota, and and the game, and then go on the road against Purdue, and it doesn't get any easier because we got Ohio State coming up and Penn State. I mean, and everybody in the Big Ten are ballers. They can flat out play every team. Northwestern, um, Rutgers. I mean, you name it. I think Rutgers. Did they take it on the chin last night? I was watching it, but I was flipping through about four games, and I know they were in a dogfight, and and I wasn't sure if they pulled that out or not. But but I think they might have lost. They won by three. Uh, they, they, they end up winning. Won by three. Yep. Look where they're coming from. Uh, so so when you look at this in the the other night, you know. Over to eight assists. That's we're we're beat right there. Okay, and and that's not. Counting the free throws that shooting fifty four percent and twenty eight from the three point line and then only thirty seven percent. What what was glaring to me, fellas, is the fouls. Mm-hmm. I noticed that CJ didn't get his first foul until midway through the second half. What Danny Nee used to tell us, Coach Nee used to tell us, if we don't have fouls in the first or second half or we're not playing aggressive. We're not playing physical enough. You got to test the refs. You got to get. You got to play physical fouls. There's no way that you can go 30 minutes and if you're playing defense, you're going to foul. You know, and and that's that's unfortunate. I'm not calling CJ out, but but the whole team, our starting five, only had it only had for the total of the game eight fouls between the starting five, 
and and Gary got hurt. He only played 16 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's that doesn't that doesn't vote well for me. Uh, it doesn't look well, and that tells me that we didn't play aggressive. And if you look at and so we had a total of fouls uh, for the for the game, and although us, but they starters. I mean, they were playing. Uh, they didn't shoot the ball particularly well either. You know, they shot 45% from the field, which is decent, but the line, but where they, where they, more three pointers than we did. And they hit six more uh, free throws than we did. And our free throw shooting, we have to get that right. You know, six for 11. I mean, it's just, you know, if you were going to the line and we're shooting 50%, I mean, that, Kills you. That kills the momentum. That kills you have going on and the opportunity to even compete and win the game at the end. Free throws are some of the most. It's just like a putt and golf. You can't get them back, but man, they mean so much. But it seems like it's the easiest shot, but it's the most important shot. Yeah, you know. But you don't know it until the end of the game, and you look at the stats like I've looked at, and you and you see the difference. And that's and that's kind of where it's at. And we just play. You know, Wilhelm is the only one that I thought in that game that was playing aggressively, offensively, and you know, he, he's doing, he's getting better and better each and every game, and you know, and it kind of surprised me, uh, you know, because I didn't see that coming, you know, because he was still with the knee injury. So I said, man, he won't be 100 percent to play next year, but you know, he's starting to bring it. But it's, uh, you know, it's it's the Big Ten. We the best conference from top to bottom in the in the nation. So every game you gotta you gotta get up and play every game. Yeah, not just the Minnesota game. You gotta be not the Iowa game. You gotta be prepared to play Minnesota. And I just didn't see that um, the other against Illinois. And uh, but you know. Uh, the text with Coach Hoy Berg, and yes, he's he was a little disappointed in himself, you know, and rightfully so. I mean, we laid an egg at home. We're talking to T. Buchanan. T. We're kind of getting your your connection seems a little spotty. You're kind of going in and out, so maybe we can uh, get through this. But uh, I wanted to go back to that Minnesota game because Juwan Gary, he, he had a great game. You know, he was crashing yeah. the boards, he was getting buckets when we really needed them. I mean, he had a great game against Minnesota, and then Illinois comes around. He gets hurt. He goes out of the game, doesn't come back. I mean, that game changed immediately after he went down. How important is he, uh, you know, with our team? Yes. Uh, didn't you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Yep. No, yep, that's perfect. Yeah, and, and you're absolutely right. You know, in, the, in that game, he played a phenomenal game. Uh, you know, he finished with 18 points. He finished uh, six rebounds, you know, his – he did everything, but what's so good about Gary, Jawan Gary, is his rebounding and defense, along with Emmanuel uh, at Vanderview. Mule. Uh, I just think those two bring so much to the table. You know, now the perimeter shot is is you know is not where we would like it to be, but they make up make up for it in other areas of the game, and they set the tone um, defensively and and playing aggressive and. You know, with that shoulder injury, I hated to see him go down. Uh, and was it the second half? It was just before halftime. Yep. What's that again? Just before halftime is when he got hurt. Halftime. So yeah. So he didn't really play the second. He didn't play the second half. So th- th- that's a big loss. And I didn't. You know, we don't have the depth that I thought we did. 
that we, that we should have, or and I ain't gonna say we should have. I assume that we had a little bit more. I think Denham Dawson does a good job coming off the bench. I think uh, Jamarcus um, Lawrence. C- yeah, yeah, comes off the bench and, and plays very well. Tomanaga, if his shots on, he's given us he's given us some things, you know, from off the uh, you know from off the bench. But we, but if the shots not going in, and I and I and same thing with CJ. I think CJ can't depend on if his shots not on. You got to make up for it in other areas of the game, whether that's rebounding, playing defense, hustle. And just playing physical. I mean, you could always make a. There's a lot of games that I played that my shot wasn't going in, but you know, but I wasn't going to allow my man to score. And I'm going after that loose ball with reckless abandon. You know, I'm going to make up for it. And you know, I like to see CJ do a little bit more of that when the shot's not going in. You know, Tom Naga he gives us some hustle, some hustle points a lot when he's on the floor. But Gary and Emmanuel, they're doing it for 40 minutes. Every minute they're on the game, but it seems like sometimes some of our some of our players takes you know takes time off during the game, and you can't you just can't do that. Not in the Big Ten. I mean these these coaches and these players, man, they're trying to they trying to take your heart, and if you allow, man, they'll take it and step on it. And we just got to step up, man, and and take the punch, man, and and come back swinging. Hey T, um, man, that's so much good stuff uh, so far, but I. I Explain to me or help me, like coming off wins. Um, yep. And you said feeling yourself because I know exactly what you mean. But again, yep. at this point, wh- how do you stop what has happened recently? Because I know it's probably a mystery to Fred and the staff because you go back, you get the win against Iowa, boom, by 16. Turn around. I know we play a good Michigan State team, but you look disengaged, you lose by 18. You come yep. back, you get the Minnesota win. You come back, you lose by 26. Win, yep. loss, win, loss. Yep. Um, how much of that is uh, leadership on the court from the players, and uh, how does a coach keep these kids engaged? Because like you said, we're not deep enough right now, and honestly, and quite frankly, we're not talented enough to take nights off or be disengaged. And you're absolutely right. And and it's going to be up to the players. Players know what they're doing. Man, they're out there. One time, you know, Coach Nee, one thing, one thing he was good at, fellas, is always letting us know that I can't go out there and play for you. You know, I can give you all the tools. You know, I can give you the plays and, you know, the scouting report. But it's up to you to go out there to execute. So it's up to the players. And we and they have to step up amongst themselves. Um, you know, and I would, you know, in addition to that, if things are not working, don't keep doing them. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes I, I think we get so consumed in the, the running the offense and, and we don't try to deviate from that. We just run it at offense and if it doesn't work, and then, oh, oh, so be it. And if my shot's not going in, so be it. But for, for whatever reason, it seems like this team, sometimes, I, you know, they play phenomenally. And then, the next, like you said, the next night, it's like, where is this team that I just saw the other night play so, play so great? But it's, it's, it's a matter of what's between those ears. You've got to be mentally tough, and you've got to be mentally prepared. And sometimes when, you know, you know, you – those examples was great. The, the Michigan State game on the road, and then losing at home against Illinois like that. You know, we just they got to take pride and have a little heart, and 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 don't let that happen. Because I'm sure that Coach Hoyberg and the coaching staff is, is you know, do we watch film? I mean, after every game, we watch film before practice, so we know what's going on. And and then coaches asking those questions, what's 
what are you doing? <laughs> Why aren't you motivated? you got to motivate yourself. Now, Coach Nee was great with the pregame speech, other than, you know, when he, we didn't warm up or sweating hard enough for him, he would tell us we're going to get beat by 35 or 40 mm-hmm. based upon our warm-up. But he would let us know, man, we can play with anybody. You know, and I'm sure, um, and I'm sure Coach Hoyberg is, is, is given that type of uh, uh, motivation. But it's still up to the players. And, and they just got to find a way to get mentally, more mentally tough, man, and be able to bring it each and every game because it's not going to get no easier. You know, going to Lafayette and Purdue, man, they don't lose it. And then coming back to with Ohio State, I mean, then Penn State, I mean, this is, and this is the Big Ten. And if they're not mentally ready, you know, it might be a long rest of the conference play. And uh, but I still, you know, Shu and I talked about it, man. We were looking at eight to nine wins in the Big Ten and possibly getting a postseason uh, bid. You know, at least to the NIT. That's kind of what we've been talking about. But after that performance the other night, we, you know, you kind of back up and like, wait, wait a minute. Maybe not, but I still think we're there. Uh, you know, this team has enough talent. I mean, they can compete. We've already shown that. We competed against the number one team in the country, arguably. And uh, so we know we can play with anybody. We just got to get our, our our minds right. And, you know, it ain't, it ain't physical. It's, it's mental. And that's what I'm seeing with this team. They've just got to get mentally stronger. We're talking to T. Buchanan. T, I wanted to ask you about C.J. Wiltshire because I know you, you were a shooter uh, when you were playing, and we know CJ is too. I got him at seven for twenty-five from three the past six games, and mm-hmm. obviously, if he's you know just doing a little better than that, we could be a, a, a different team. But you know, we know he's a good shooter. We've seen it, yep. and I'm sure yep. I'm sure in practice he's knocking him down. Just how different is it going from practice to a game, and how did you deal with that? Oh man, that, you know I'm glad you brought that up, Will, because we talked. Shu and I talked about that last night about just the shooting woes that, that we have and, and, and how we played back and you know, and keep in mind that back then, you know, my first my two years here at Nebraska was the first two years we had the three point shot. So it it wasn't a focus. Even although I took and I told you the story you know, the first game I went four for six in the Maui Classic, and next one I went four for nine, and Coach Nee pulled me to the side. If you shoot that damn ball one more time, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to the bench. And and if Welcher, if that jump shot's off, quit shooting. And Coach and Coach Hoyberg needs to, you know, get his attention. And if you're going to be out there not shooting well, not shooting with confidence, and not giving us anything else, he may need to watch the game for a little bit. And I'm not throwing him under the bus, but sometimes you just got to look within yourself, man, and do other things other than depending on that three-point shot. And you can just tell with CJ, if he's not hitting that first, if he don't hit his first or second shot, man, it's going to be a long day for him. (laughs) And it's going to be a long night. Uh, But the guy has a jumper. Uh, Tamanaga has a jumper. They just got to continue practicing. And, you know, and it's different, man. Practice, you know, we've had great players (laughs) practice players that, you know, I didn't start my first few games. I had, you know, Joe Seeler started because he didn't miss in practice and, that, and he earned it. But, you know, but in games, it was just a little bit different. So you, you got to be able to transfer that, that, that shooting ability from practice to, uh, to the game. And it's just different when the popcorn's popping 15,000 sitting there, you know, out there screaming and referees and, you know, it's just different than practice. And they just mentally got to get more mentally tough and more focused because the jumper, it looks good. You know, I'm watching it. It looks great. 
But when when it's not flowing, man, you got to go to something else. You know, go to the mid range. You know, and none of us shoot mid range jumpers. You know, I mean, you it's either feast or phantom. It's a three point shot, or we're trying to get a layup, and we got to mix it up a little bit. And the other piece too, and I know I'm changing the subject a little bit, man. I I like to see us. Uh, play at a faster pace mm. because sometimes we struggle with the half court offense. You know, we struggle a little bit with the half court offense. Let's speed it up and get some open shots. Get Tamanaga and CJ running, running down the sideline and, and getting open jumpers because that's how you get defense because they're down there trying to find their men and running down back, you know, the back to you. Get down there and get some open shots. And if it's not there, you know, what we used to call secondary break, you, you whip it around, then you run your offense. But we walk the ball down every 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 time, and by the time we get into our offense, we're already down to fifteen to ten seconds, and then and then now we're just standing watching. This you know, but I, you know, but we do got good movement and things of that sort. But the players just got to find a way to get mentally tough, man, and 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 step it up. And remember what they did in the uh, Iowa game or the Purdue game, the games like that where they played so great, you know, because you can always, it's muscle memory, you could always <laughs> repeat that. But some reason we, we just, some reason we lay an egg, you know, that second game, and we can't afford that. Uh, especially, you know, with this with this schedule, you know, and like I said, Purdue, and and I think we're going to play well against Purdue because we already proved that we can play with them, and in that they're going to be gunning for us, you know, because they didn't like the way they mm. performed out here. So that's going to be an interesting game Friday in Lafayette. But I hope these players is going to wake up, and I hope they listen to this show. <laughs> and mm. hey, man, you know, because I'm not going to tell you nothing you don't need to hear. You know, I'm not going to candy coat it. You know, we, you know, you're better than that. So let's let's go prove it to the fans and to yourself. Yeah, and you, the coaching staff. Yeah, I'm glad you brought all that up because you know you and I texted about that. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. And again, I'm not, I'm, 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 you know, not uh, taking away from all their hard work, but I, one, it's I think we we don't have. I don't want to down them, you know, put it down, but we don't have the talent enough to sit around and run a half-court set and think that we're yep. going to have somebody that can knock down a jumper, especially when there's guys yep. standing around a lot. Yeah, I'm not calling anybody out. But, hey, how hard is it to flip that switch? Because Fred style is up and down, right? Yep. But they've had to yep. stop that this year. And they're going, all right, we're going to win it on the defensive end, which you've got to do every game anyway. But we're going to run half-court. We're going to slow it down a little bit. Is it hard to flip that switch if Fred goes, all right, guys, here we go. We're going to start running. We're going to get up and down the court. Trust me, 99.999% of players want to get up and down the court. I don't care if you slow the turtle. You want to get up. You want to get up and down that court. And and the easiest way to get a bucket and an open shot is portion it. And that's what Danny Knee was really really great about. He we portion man and we would get so many open looks. You know, just off the break. And it's not dribbling; it's passing. The passing the ball is way faster than dribbling. You know, so so if you get the ball, you get the rebound because we rebound the ball well on the defensive end. I, you know, to be honest, I haven't seen a lot of teams just dominate us on the offensive boards. So mm-hmm. we get in the rebound, outletting it. But when we outlet it, we walk it up, push the ball up, and keep them and and keep them guessing. And that's when Tomanaga and CJ can get those open looks. And and I like matter of fact I like to see Sam shoot the ball a little bit more. He has the nice uh, three point shot, uh, but he just doesn't shoot it. And I haven't seen Walker shoot a perimeter shot this mm. year. 
everything's a layup. I, you know, I saw him working on three point shots, at least at mid range. I just haven't seen it. Let's let's shoot some perimeter shots for once. And uh, but I'd like to see him pick up the pace, though. That's you know, I just think we'll be better off that way, uh, and that'll get some of our shooters some open looks. And uh, and I think we'll see a different style of play because team scouts us, so they're figuring out what we do. They're going to slow it up. They're going to run the offense, and Sam's going to handle the ball 80% of the time. And uh, even though he does a phenomenal job leading the team, but sometimes you've got to mix it up a little bit, change what you're doing. And I just think speeding up the game it will change some of the fortunes that, that we've been seeing you know, with the Michigan State game and Illinois game. so And even the St. John, I mean, we just don't play well on the road. I mean, but the Illinois game at home, that's just – that that hurt a little bit. It, at least it hurt me. You know, I'm sure the fans and and some of my fellow alumni is you know is hurt a little bit. You know, I you know I got a two group text man, and but mm-hmm. got a lot of folks coming back for the Legends Weekend next month. So you know, it, so everybody's engaged and everybody's watching. We're talking to T Buchanan T tomorrow, six o'clock, Nebraska at Purdue. How are you feeling? I feel pretty good. Um, you know, and I'm not basing it off of. The Illinois performance on basing off what I've seen and what we're capable of doing and what we've done against Purdue um, in the game here, uh, well, in Lincoln. So I, I just think that we may have the number. We have, we have the, the formula to compete against those guys and from a defensive standpoint. And, also, and I wouldn't change anything that we did last game. They did a great job of doubling Edie, you know, and, and, and Emmanuel harassed the point guard, Smith, the freshman, and kept him off balance. The only person that hurt us a little bit was the shooter, the freshman, that shot the ball well, but he hasn't been shooting the ball too great lately, even though he had a couple of big shots the other night, you know, to, for Purdue to pull it out. But, uh, but I, you know, I think we can give them all they want, and, but Purdue is tough at home. Uh, T, I uh, know you'll be locked in. Uh, what NFL wildcard matchup are you most excited to watch this weekend? There's some good ones. Man, I think all of them. I mean, let's let's be honest. Uh, you know, you have Minnesota. You know, that's that's got that that that's playing the Giants, mm. and you, you know that's going to be uh, a really really good game. Then you have uh, you have. Uh, was it Josh? Uh, not Josh Allen, but uh, uh, the kid from um, got Herbert. Uh, Herbert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Justin Herbert. You know, going against uh, uh, who? Is it? He's playing against a really decent quarterback. It's uh, Lawrence. Um, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. Herbert Lawrence. You got Chargers, Jags, yeah. Seattle, San Francisco. Yeah. You got a bunch I, I of good think ones. Those are the two games. Um, because I'm an AFC guy. Don't get me wrong, but I'm an AFC guy, so I'm really looking forward to to see what the AFC. Because I'm a Chiefs fan, and I'm just trying to see who the Chiefs going to face. You know, because you still got Cincinnati and and uh, Buffalo there that uh, that they gonna have to play each other before you know they get to the Chiefs and Chiefs will play the winner of the other side so I'm really looking at that and, and I really believe the NFC is wide open as well um, there's going to be some intriguing games you know with with San Francisco you know playing so great with Purdy who is from Queen Creed out here the city right next to connected to Gilbert where I live and uh, so looking forward to see what happens there and I it's it's wide open fellas I, hey, but remember I picked Eagles and the Chiefs before the season started making the Super Bowl. So I, and my fingers are still crossed, and I even got third place in my uh, in my fantasy league. And it's because I I benched Boyd in the first round 
and lost by 13. And he dropped 20 something points, man. And, and, and I had that dang going, uh, Backup receiver, not backup. It was a second string receiver for mm. uh, for the Cowboys. What's his name? Oh man, Gallup. Maybe is it? Gallup? Yeah, it was Gallup. Gallup didn't give me anything. So if I would have played him, I probably would won the league. But I'll take third place. Third. So I haven't placed in several years. So I'm feel pretty good and got got my money back. That's good stuff. Well, T man, we gotta get up at it, man. We appreciate you, man. Uh, stay safe, stay blessed. Uh, you know, and if you need anything from us, let us know, man. We'll talk to you soon. I sure will, man. Looking forward to seeing y'all next month and talk to y'all next week after these next couple games. Absolutely. Thanks, T. Henry T. Buchanan, the Husker legend right there. When we come back, we have Marco D'Angelo, wagertalk.com.